Have you ever thought about the fact that we spend a whole month getting ready for Christmas, but Easter often sneaks up on us? Well, not this year. Easter is April 17th, and I have a special resource for you that will help you prepare your kids' hearts for the celebration of our risen Savior. Welcome to episode 44 of Redeeming the Chaos. I'm your host, Laurie Christine. This is the podcast for moms who may feel a bit frazzled and overwhelmed by the responsibility of raising boys. If you want your boys to grow up to be strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus, this is the show for you. In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and our hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. But guess what? I also need you. I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. So I am curious, how do you prepare your hearts for Easter? Do you have any special family traditions? I know in my family, we often spend an entire month celebrating Christmas and getting ready for Christmas and counting down the days till Christmas. But for Easter, we often wait till the last minute and then pull out a bag of cracked plastic eggs and try to turn them into an object lesson. So I decided I wanted to do something a little bit different. A few years ago, I wrote a devotional book to help my boys dig a little deeper into the events leading up to Jesus' death and resurrection. It is called Come and See, 30 Family Bible Stories for Easter. So we're going to talk a little bit about this book today, and I want to give you a free copy as well. This book is geared mainly for kids ages 6 to 12, but older children and adults will enjoy it as well. And there are swords, soldiers, stinky feet, and pigeon poop. So your boys will definitely enjoy it. Come and See invites families to experience firsthand the anticipation, the sorrow, the tragedy, the fear, and the ultimate triumph of Jesus' death and resurrection. Through the eyes of six eyewitnesses, you will be led on a journey through the busyness of the streets of Jerusalem, to the despair of Golgotha, and finally to the celebration of the empty grave. Come and see Mary's love when she anoints Jesus in Bethany. Come and see Judas's cunning plan to betray Jesus. Come and see Peter's confused reaction when Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Come and see Nicodemus's confliction when Jesus is sentenced to death. Come and see John's agony as he watches his best friend suffer and die. Come and see Mary Magdalene's jubilation when Jesus appears alive once again. This book includes 30 short devotional stories, each with accompanying scripture references and questions for discussion and imagination. You can use this book to create deeper connections with your kids this Easter as you read and discuss what it would have been like to experience firsthand the events of the Holy Week. And my prayer is that you would gain a deeper understanding of the love and life that our Lord offers as you and your family prepare your hearts for the celebration of our risen Savior. So if you would like to download your free copy of the ebook, just go to easterstory.faith. And again, the book is called Come and See. 
If you prefer listening to reading, I also have audio versions of each chapter available for you. And I will have links for you in the show notes. You could also go to easterstory.faith to access the audiobook. Another way to access the audio versions of Come and See is to scroll way back in your podcast app to March of 2021 and look for the title Come and See, and you'll find all of the chapters right there in the podcast. Um, I also have reading plans available for you to download, and I'll have links for those in the show notes as well. So if you start reading today, March 23rd, you will finish the story of the resurrection on Easter Sunday. And then you'll finish up your reading a few days after Easter. There's about three or four chapters that would come after the resurrection. But if you are listening to this episode in the future, a little bit closer to Easter, don't worry. I also have a condensed one-week version of the reading plan that will help you get through the stories a little bit faster. The chapters are all fairly short and will take less than 10 minutes to read. So in our episode today, I am actually going to read one of the chapters from the book for you, just so you can get a taste of what it's like. And I will be reading chapter 26, No Boulder, No Body. Let's jump into our story. Come and see chapter 26, No Boulder, No Body, told by Mary Magdalene. As we climbed the final hill on our way to the tomb, I felt anxious. What would we find when we reached the tomb? My arms and legs began to tremble. Just nerves, I assured myself. But my knees continued to shake, and suddenly I could barely stand. Wait a minute. This wasn't nerves. This was another earthquake. The ground beneath us shook violently, and we all lost our balance and tumbled to the ground. Salome and Joanna looked at me, and I could see the fear in their eyes. What on earth is happening? We clamored to our feet, clinging to each other for support. With much anxiety and foreboding, we continued to the tomb. The sun was just beginning to peek over the horizon as we came over the final crest of the hill. We immediately stopped in our tracks. Salome gasped. Joanna screamed. My mouth fell open and I grabbed Salome's arm, digging my fingernails into her skin. I could see the entrance to the tomb now at the bottom of the hill But what I didn't see was the huge boulder. At least, not where it was supposed to be. Someone had rolled the stone out of the way, and the entrance of the tomb stood gaping open. The other women waited at the top of the hill, too fearful to come any closer. But I had to find out what was going on. If someone had broken into the tomb and had stolen the body of my Lord, I wanted to know. The other Mary, the mother of James, agreed to come with me. Terrified of what we would find, we hesitantly approached the entrance to the tomb. As we stepped into the dark cave, I could feel the dampness of the air wrapping around me like a heavy, wet sheepskin. We peered around the tomb, waiting for our eyes to adjust to the dim light. Suddenly, the other Mary let out a startled gasp and clung to my arm. I looked to where she was pointing, at the stone slab in the middle of the cave. But there was nobody there. I mean, there was no body there. No body. Jesus' body was gone. I gasped in horror and ran closer, wanting to make sure there was no mistake. Sure enough, the linen wrappings that had been around Jesus' body were lying there, crumpled in a heap. I could still see the stains from where he had bled onto the fabric. 
My head was spinning and I felt lightheaded. What had happened to my Lord? Who had taken away his body? Tears of anger and frustration, mingled with deep despair, slipped down my cheeks. As if in answer to my questions, suddenly, out of nowhere, two men in dazzling white robes appeared in front of us, sitting on the stone slab where Jesus' body had been. Mary and I both screamed this time, falling to our knees in terror. These weren't just ordinary men. With faces shining as bright as a bolt of lightning, I knew these men had to be angels. I bowed low to the ground. One of the angels spoke in a voice that sounded like a trumpet, echoing around the small interior of the cave. I shielded my eyes as I hesitantly looked up into his radiant face. My dear woman, the angel began, why have you been crying? Who are you looking for? I sat up and dried my face with the hem of my cloak. Jesus of Nazareth, I sniffed. Someone has taken his body and we don't know where they have put it. After all the things that had happened, Jesus' arrest, crucifixion, death, and now this, I didn't think my heart could take any more. All I wanted to do was say goodbye to my friend. Seeing my distress, the angel asked, Why then are you looking in a tomb? A tomb is a place for someone who is dead. He laughed merrily and his smile filled the room. What was he talking about? Of course a tomb is a place for a dead person. And why in the world is he laughing at a time like this? Don't look so confused, he laughed again. The man you are seeking, Jesus of Nazareth. He's alive. He has risen from the dead, just like he told you he would. What? Jesus is alive? How is that possible? Surely this man was trying to trick us. Don't you remember, the angel said, Jesus told you before he died that he would be betrayed. He would be crucified, and then, on the third day, he would come back to life. And suddenly, I did remember. How did I miss it before? Jesus told us himself that he would rise again on the third day. It didn't make any sense to me at the time, so I must have chosen to ignore it. But now, in light of all that had happened, it made perfect sense. You must go and tell the other disciples, the angel urged. Tell them that Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive? Could it really be true? I stood, grabbed the other Mary's hand, and drug her out of the tomb into the bright morning sunlight. We ran back to the other women and told them all about the angels and the exciting news. Thank you so much for joining me for this special Easter edition of Redeeming the Chaos. Just a reminder that you can download your own free copy of the entire story, complete with discussion questions and accompanying scripture passages. Just go to easterstory.faith to download your free copy of Come and See. May God bless you this Easter season as we continue to celebrate our risen Savior. Join me next time for our regularly scheduled episode of Redeeming the Chaos, where we continue to embrace the wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ.